calling me. I'm like, fuck. Uh, you look so uncomfortable. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I can't stop staring at it. Dude, Boomer called me before. He's the craziest. He's the craziest fucking person. Some of the shit he was saying. He's out of his mind. He's out of his mind. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up during the show. But all right, let's just let's just start now. All right. Welcome to another edition of the We the Fans podcast. Back again, me and Spider Man. <laughs> me, that's Mike behind the mask. Me and Mike back again for another week. Tipping the Dolphins hat again, as always. Um. We're going to start the show with some bad news. I keep looking away because the Raiders 49ers game started, so I'm checking that out. Literally first snap of the game right now. But, like I said, we're going to start with some bad news. Boom. Uh, Mike, I know you're probably happy. Um, Red Sox won the World Series. Wait, I, I had a bad connection. I don't think I heard you. I said the Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Socks, baby. Um, something I would like to point out. If you go on my Instagram or the Twitter, at we the fans underscore Ron on Twitter, at we the score at we the fans under start again. At we the fans network on Instagram. Um I suggest you go check it out. A friend of mine is uh making history. And I'm all aboard this train. And I gotta tell you, Mike, it is the beginning of the curse of the dented trophy. Uh-oh. It's here. It's here. So Red Sox fans can't control themselves at the parade. Comparable to Philly. Bunch of animals. They throw beer at the players. Who understands why? I have no idea. I know the parades are crazy. I went to the Yankee Parade in 2009, and I swear I'll never go to another parade again because it was it, – it, it, it doesn't even make sense to me to go there. It's honestly – it's just a problem. But anyway, Boston acts even crazier than they did at the Yankee Parade that I was at that made me not want to go. They're throwing beer at the players, and they hit the trophy, and they dent it. It's going to happen. Another Ronnie. 82 – Yeah. I got a story for you. I'm so happy that you brought up the parade because I told you to, to remind me a few episodes back. So I went to the Yankee uh, ticker tape. I, I'm pretty sure I was 98. Um, so there were a bunch of buddies. We skipped school. Awesome. So the players are, are like coming by in the float. And, and pretty much you had one side of the street, which was, you know, roped off. You couldn't get to the other side of the street for blocks and blocks. So all of a sudden, you know, you see like a, a roll of toilet paper come flying over from the other side of the street and, you know, it turns into, you know, sodas and burgers and, and crazy stuff. But anyway, to the good stuff, a roll of toilet paper came rolling over to me by fate. So uh, Derek Jeter is on the float Don't you facing dare. my side of the street. Don't you dare. Let me tell you, it was Paul O'Neill. I think it was still there. It was Jeter, and I forget the other two guys were in that section of the float. I was very, very little at 12 years old. I was probably, I don't know, five foot, five one. So I'm real low in the crowd. I let that toilet paper curl, and I threw it, and it had the little tail on it. 
I whacked Derek Jeter right in his face. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So into the crowd, <laughs> looking to see who did that. I, I've never been happier in my life. And then my second thing, that same parade, Joe Torre is in a, uh, a Cadillac. Joe Drop Torrey. top down, and here's another roll of toilet paper. Mike gets fate. Boom. Threw it up. Hit Joe Torre dead in his lap. Uh, I was two for two that day. And I'll never forget it. My friends can vouch for it. You disrespectful son of a bitch. <laughs> there you go. You it's, beat the Braves. That's what happens. Uh, that's terrible. That's and terrible. Spider-Man telling the story, not Mike. Right, right. That was all Spider-Man. That wasn't Mike. It's all part of in the case plan. you see this, Derek and Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, he give me that. I don't even know what to call that story. It's just disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. The Red Sox win the World Series, but the curse of the dented trophy, it'll be another 80-something years. Hopefully, they'll 100. Hopefully, it just never happens again, but the Sox are cursed, and it started because their fans can't control themselves and act like civilized human beings, okay? Pretty sure they have more championships this century than the Yankees, and the Braves for that matter, but it's all right. Okay, go back to the Wait, 27 time out. Why? Tell me about how, how great Babe Ruth was. What's the and, significance of limiting it to the century? Why would you? So you just made up a stat to just to put it in their favor. All time, all time, nobody touches the Yankees. Well past the midpoint of this century. So this century is, is, is will have more of our life in it than... Our life, fine. In our lifetime, you want to talk about our lifetime, then they have the same amount in my lifetime. Okay. No, actually, no. The Yankees have five. I, I, I wish 90, I knew. 96, exactly. 98, 99, 2000, 2009. Typical Yankee fan living in the past. <laughs> the past? One of them was ten, not even ten years ago. It was barely ten years ago. Come on, come on. You just you just, you just brought up this whole century. I'm living in the past. You brought up the whole century. How am I living in the past? I'm I'm going based off what you said. I'm a, I'm a hurt Braves fan that haven't had much of anything in the past twenty years. So. so I got a quick story for you now because I was just gonna say a line that I used to pull on a friend of mine who was a Met fan, and every time I used to pick him up, I had this CD. Um, in my car, I had a 2002 gray Hyundai Sonata and I had this CD, it was blue and it had the, I wrote the New York Yankee logo all over it and it had songs such as the Yankees Mambo number five, (laughs) both, both how you doing songs, okay, um, Zombie Nation, um, and songs like that. There was also, uh, songs that had cuts of... Announcers Michael K, John Sterling, and there was one that I used to play, hit rewind, play, hit rewind, play, hit rewind every time my friend got in the, got in the car. And what it was, it was John Sterling. Now it's gonna be on repeat, saying, "The most successful team in the history of sports," and I played it over and over, and I want to play it for you right now, and everybody in Boston. That's that's how you made me feel. Well, I'm um, I'm happy I could bring you to that, that <laughs> happy place in your life. It was it was a happy place, and then 2009 solidified it. It was great. 
But let's move on. Continue with the Yankees, though. The offseason has already begun for them. Um, Brett Gardner, they didn't pick up his option. Uh, sorry, David Carr's rolling out. And, uh, wow, David Carr... Did you? You're not. You don't have the game on in front no, of you, right? I'm well, watching it right now. I I keep saying David. I did it again. Derek Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr rolls out to the right with nobody in front of him, decides to just keep the bootleg going towards the sideline and winds up running out of bounds for loss of a yard. It was it was weird. Like they it's closed in. They, they oh a loss of two. I'm sorry. It's second and twelve now. I mean, he, he eventually they closed in on him when he got to the sideline. He couldn't advance the ball, but just to run laterally like that was, was just stupid. But we get into the Yankees offseason. They didn't pick up uh, Brett Gardner's option, but they did re-sign him to a, to a new contract. Uh, pretty sure it's a one-year deal. But what that says to me is no Bryce Harper. There's no room in the outfield. The, the news, rumors, whatever you want to call it, and I really hope it doesn't happen, but... Apparently, Ellsbury's healthy, and he's coming back to play. I don't know how true that is. We'll see. I mean, maybe this guy could actually earn some of his contract. I'm not blaming him, but, I mean, it sucks. I never wanted him in the first place. The contract sucks. It all sucks. Hopefully, he comes back and can be at least a bottom-of-the-order contributor. Um, Maybe somebody that could just get on base, because what we don't need is Bryce Harper or Manny Machado. Uh, for different reasons, I don't. We don't need Bryce Harper because we just set records for home runs in a lineup, and that got us nowhere. I we they need men on base. They need people that are going to produce RBIs. Enough with these big swings and strikeouts. I'm tired of it. Um, I still am on this trade Gary Sanchez train. I'm pretty sure I'm actually driving the train. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't want Manny Machado. His attitude will never ever last here, Mister. I'm not Johnny Hustle. It's not my cup of tea. Listen, take that shit somewhere else. You will not survive here. Well, I good signing for Gardner. He's the uh, he's the longest standing Yankee. And Didi's uh, gonna be out know, for a little 12, bit. Twelve years around, something like that. Eleven something years. Something like that. And Didi's gonna be out for a little bit. So we keep the locker room leader. Um, I'm, I'm, they're probably gonna well, bring Sabathia back on a year. Leadership. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say they're probably going to bring Sabathia on a, back on a year also. I I don't know how much I really want that. They do have guys, and even though he wasn't great, he looked good at times. Domingo Herman is still in the minors. You know, Justice Sheffield, all this talk about Justice Sheffield, they brought him up with the extended roster at the end of the season. Um, I would like to see one of those guys as the fifth starter. I think CC would be a solid fifth starter, and I'm sure those guys would get – playing time because he's probably going to have at least two stints on the eye on the DL. Um, but in my opinion, I, I would like to see them come back. But yeah, um, I started by coming off what you were saying. Brooke Gardner's a great signing being the locker room leader, uh, especially being that DD is going to be out for a little while. Yeah, that, that tells me they're not sure on Ellsbury uh, as well. Uh, to me, I, I don't think they're counting on Ellsbury. I think if he comes back healthy, he plays well. I think he's 100% out of town. Uh, Cashman is so. definitely top five uh, GM in all of baseball. Hall uh, of Fame GM. Underrated just for the fact that he has unlimited money, but it, you still have to be smart with the money, and uh, he's made a lot of 
good moves, uh, more more good moves than bad moves. Um, I think you're absolutely in the running for either Bryce Harper or Machado. I would say more Machado um, for some of the points you made about the outfield, um, but I can easily see them putting Machado because he, he wants to play shortstop. He won't play third. Uh, so either D.D. would move over to third or, or D.D. would go to second. And then Duhar, Torres. Uh, and or Torres. And where do you put them? You may, you you trade them for a pitching chip. No way! Yeah. No way! No! No! Stop! No! I, trade Sanchez I, for I, pitching. I more maybe Machado than, than Harper. I think it's you have a like a seventy percent chance of signing Machado. What do you think? think? Do you think they're going to twenty five percent for Harper? What do you think they? What do you think they're going to do? And what do you think they should do? <laughs> I mean, I. I I despise the Yankees. Like um, they just. They but what do you think is the best so business move? Pay for somebody. That's what the Yankees do. What? Yeah, but they did already. And and and. And they do it. And they do it. Yeah, but my other point is my, my other point is, and I know we stayed under the luxury tax this whole time for a reason to to give out these contracts, but Torres is going to have to get tri- uh, paid. Judge is going to have to get paid. Stanton has a huge contract. And Duhar is going to have to get paid. Um, Severino is going to have to get paid. I mean, there is no room for a big contract. I, I really don't think there is. The minor league system is good. There's some uh, infield uh, talent coming up that's not even up yet. Brian Cashman does a great job with that. Um, like I said, he's underrated. The Yankees signed the stars. You're telling me the two biggest stars are hitting the free agent market? And you don't think the Yankees are going to be interested? Nope. We got the biggest star last year. We got the biggest star last year. And, Mike, a big reason of why, not why I don't think they will, because I think they they, they really might. They really might sign one of these guys. But why I don't think they should is because Judge's first year, it was was so exciting. The, The team, you saw the other young guys came up. And I said it that year. That this is 1996, 1995, all over again. It's we built through the farm system. We went and acquired pieces that fit with what we had coming up. I mean, the, just like in 96, 98, 97, 98, 99, 2000, those dominant teams. And I know 97, they didn't win a World Series. That's not what I was saying. I was just saying they were dominant during those years. But those dominant teams, they went out and got free agent pitchers. They traded for pitchers. This ju- it just reminds me so much of that team and I and I would rather take that route and leave Andujar at third base. Leave Didi at short, Torres at second. We need a first baseman. I'm 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 not feeling Voigt or Bird. I don't think either of them could do it. And and I think we don't need Sanchez's bat like I said with the home runs. For what? The guy batted 180 for like a long time this year. The problem is nobody's going to want Sanchez right now. You're not going to get anything substantial for him right now. He has to play a good two months straight yes. you know, to, to increase his value. He's not going to play in the National League. You're not going to have a National League team working for him. No. It's going to be a American League, possibly well, He's going to be able to play DH. Yeah. He's young, and, and you know maybe he changes a little bit, but not batting you know, 160, 170. That's not going to cut it. But I think he is good enough to where people – because this is the argument that people have when I say this. Everyone said, you can't trade a catcher that hits like that. And I said, hits like what? He hit 180 this year. Yeah, but 
He's been great. He hits home runs. Look at the, whole, the two home runs he hit in the postseason. Blah blah blah. Bullshit. Bullshit. It doesn't matter. There, there's going to be a team that's going to that's going to have that argument too. There's going to be a team that goes, "Wow, a, a, a hard hitting, you know, a power hitting catcher like that." And they are hard to find. A power hitting catcher like that, we need to get that guy. If the Mets weren't a New York team, they would be perfect. They would be perfect to trade with. Or how about? Tampa Bay just lost um, Ramos. They just traded Ramos to to Philly. And maybe the problem is, is, is he stinks defensively, and and, yes. and you have to have a, a defensive catcher. You have to have a catcher that can lead your pitching staff. Maybe he can't do those things. Maybe he is just uh, a pop. But look, teams can win without the pop. I mean, Braves perfect example. They they rotated uh, yep. Suzuki and Tyler Flowers. And I, I don't know their stats individually, but collectively, if you accumulate their stats for the total year for the catcher position, I can almost guarantee they're top ten. Start uh, Romine all year. Guys run score and so on. Yep, I'm saying start Romine all year. I have no problem yeah, with that. I have no problem, and he has good rapport with with the pitchers. I mean, from from everything that comes out, you know, I I have no problem with that. But that's I what the I. Catchers is good. I was hoping the Braves would have got him at the trade deadline. Uh, Real Muto. Yes. From, uh, the Marlins, excuse me. Yeah, there's a few. There's a few good catchers out there. There really is. I think right now in in baseball, and this is just spitballing off the top of my head, but if you compare probably the, the current crop of catchers in the MLB, it's got to be up there because there's some good catchers out there right now. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, overall talent um, in the MLB, you're starting to see the yeah. uh, youth leaf kind of turn over and, and kind of are more more athletes playing baseball yeah. nowadays a lot younger they're, they're, they're yeah. more ready to play at a, at a younger age you know they're coming up sorry Mullins just threw a touchdown Who? yeah exactly the start the new the starting quarterback for the for the uh, San Francisco 49ers I, I'm hoping it was to Kittle Breda or Shazetsky or whatever that guy's name it is. It wasn't to Kittle because he's not a white guy. <laughs> That's so great. It was uh, 15. Who's 15 on San That's Francisco? That's a good win, I think. Yeah, I think it is good win, yep. Yeah. Oh, isn't, isn't that funny what I just did? And I do this all the time, and I know everybody does it, but when you lean over, like I could see around his jersey and I could see his name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play video games. I'm trying to turn in the, in the game, and I'm like, my grandmother used to do that when I was a kid. We used to hand her. Do you remember Road Rash, the motorcycle oh, yeah. game? That was a great game. We used to. Oh yeah, with the chain and you could kick them. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, but we used to play Road Rash. We'd hand her the controller and she wouldn't press buttons. She would just sit there and go like, this. "It's not working." It was hilarious. You picked up your grandmother. That's messed up. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, all right, let's move on to your team. Uh, that I honestly. I have, I don't have a clue about anything that the Braves are looking to do in the offseason. I don't know what they need. They seem like, from this year, they seem pretty good. So fill me in. What's what's going on? I, I don't want to butcher the general manager's name, so I'm just going to call him Double A. That's what he goes by. Uh, he uh, has a buttload of talent right now at his fingertips. Uh, to use in trades, and I, I think he's going to do exactly that. Um, I read somewhere the Braves are going to have somewhere, I think, 56 or $59 million 
uh, available for this offseason. So uh, they are very much in the runnings for a Bryce Harper. Uh, I don't think they're going to do anything for Machado, but I I think they will make a move for Harper. Um, Don't know if they're going to re-sign Marquecas or if they offered him anything. Uh, He had a career year last year. Uh, But this team's about the youth. Acuna, Albies, Camargo coming out of nowhere. Um, We have this kid, Austin Riley, coming up uh, third base. So we can easily uh, use Camargo in a trade deal uh, to to get a premium pitcher. Um, Evaldi's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard Kimbrell is in the mix maybe uh, to come back to Atlanta, possibly to finish the rest of his career and and retire. What about Keuchel? Uh, I heard him for the Yankees, actually. Corbin. Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel, Patrick, oh, yeah, Patrick Corbin. Those are names that are thrown in for the Yankees. They're probably for the Braves, too. Yeah, I mean, we signed Gossman, so we have him, or we traded for him last year. Uh, he had a great second half of the year with us. Uh, we have him, for, I believe, for two more seasons. Uh, we have Turan, who's, who's up and down. I, I think the Braves will trade him uh, if he starts off hot. Uh, he's a very inconsistent pitcher, but... When he's good, he's great, and when he's bad, he gives up five home runs in a game. Um, you know, we, we got young pitching talent uh, at, in AAA, uh, MLB ready, AA, uh, and single A. So this guy's going to make some moves, and I'm really excited to see what the final product is. Yeah, and I'm looking at some of the names of like potential players that they could sign, they might sign, and uh, it's just some guys that are free agents. I didn't know, like I didn't know AJ Pollock was a free agent. Real, that's a quality outfielder. That's a quality hitting outfielder. That's kind of a Braves outfielder, but I feel like we kind of already have that uh, a lesser version in in Ciarte. Well, just in general, going anywhere for a long time. So we we need to get a decent, uh, excuse me, a a much better than decent outfielder to uh, fill it. Yeah, it's it's saying that they could even be getting Machado. It said he would be a big upgrade to the left side of the infield. Clayton Kershaw, but I don't think Kershaw's going to opt out. If he opts out, I think he can't get as much money, right? Uh, I'm not sure how that works, but I I could possibly see him opting out. I mean, I don't know how the fans are treating him uh, after the, you know, Peyton Manning-esque performance uh, in another postseason. You're so so disrespectful. (laughs) I feel like Stephen A. Smith, but you're disrespectful. Just... so so far, so far, Jeter, Tory, and Peyton Manning all in one show. Spider Man's a bad man. <laughs> that's what it is. It's the mask. Is that I hated the movie, but is that the black? That should be the black one when he like turned evil in like Spider Man three. Yeah, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, who knows? I think the MLB offseason it has the potential this year to be kind of exciting. I mean, it is with names like Harper, Machado, Kershaw, potentially. Um, yeah, it's going to be exciting. Just, just as exciting as NFL free agency. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a big year and you're going to have to watch a lot of names, a lot of names move around. One weird thing that happened in the past week, the Mets signed their new general manager and it was Jacob deGrom's agent. Or he works for the same agency. I keep hearing different things. It's weird. But he is the guy who said either pay him or trade him. He did tell the Mets that. So whether he is his agent or he works for the agency, whatever. But 
Now, if he doesn't sign DeGrom immediately, we have a problem, right? DeGrom has to be traded. I mean, I, I kind of like the whole idea of signing an agent as GM because these guys, contract negotiations, like things like that, like just business side of things, this is what he does. This is what they do. Relationships with the players, I mean, I think that fits. You have an agent. He's supposed. He's supposedly known as like, a player's agent, like in the way, like a player's coach type of deal. Like the guys love him. Um, I don't know. It, it might actually work with getting decent players to the Mets for once. I uh, listened to his, I guess, introduction. Uh, oh interview yeah. Meeting, I want to bring a championship right? here next year and every we're year we're after. On winning now and in the, in the future. And he made it very clear that he most definitely is a uh, player's GM. Yes. Um, and he, I think I forget what it was word for word, but something along the lines of we take care of the centerpiece players or, 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 you know, the players are on the forefront. So I absolutely seeing DeGrom getting a ridiculous contract. He I mean, absolutely it. ridiculous. DeGrom is still under, uh, the same agency company that the guy left from, so I yeah. feel like there's some sort of cahoots going on there. There has um, to be. But hey, who cares? I mean, it's up to the player ultimately how much money he wants to to take. But um, this could be the new wave. I mean, uh, if he does well and and he starts signing some of these big guys and the Mets start to win, and you'll see everybody you know, copy it. They're, they're going to copy, but you know, he, he's 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 an agent. For a reason, like GMs are GMs, agents are agents. So yeah. uh, I don't know how good he's gonna do with the trans uh, transition, especially with the Will Ponds. Don't don't forget you're dealing with the Will Ponds. So they say there's gonna be money for him to spend, um, and then all of a sudden the Mets have a hundred and you know ten million dollar. Well, you gotta off. figure as an agent, right? He had to have, um, and I know they definitely had conversations about it, but you don't think. Like, he backed himself up in any way, maybe somewhere in the contract, saying, like, in year one, like, I'm guaranteed to be able to spend this much money or something like that. You know, being an agent, he knows that these guys got to get paid. Like we said, he's a player's guy. And he all, as everybody knows, how cheap the Wilpons are. You don't think he covered his ass? Uh, I don't think he's going to, I don't think they're able to negotiate that, uh, you know, uh, leverage-wise. To say I, I have to have this amount of money or I'm not going to do it, I think it's more lines of a uh, handshake. Yes, I'll give you all the resources you need. Y- you know, yes, I'll try very hard. And right. you know, reality's going to hit him real soon. That you know, it, it's the Mets franchise right now is it's not in good shape. Brody Van Wagenen, <laughs> and his uh, his father-in-law is Neil Armstrong. I read that today. Very all cool. right, that's interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But let's move on. And by the way, uh, watching the way this game is going right now, this game might end 21-10 San Francisco. I would not be surprised. It's 7-3 right now. They're just beating up David. Uh, I said David again. They're beating up Derek Carr. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't look good at all. Um, let's get into the craziness that was the NFL trade deadline last week. There were some moves that were made, Mike, that or Spider-Man, Peter, Parker. <laughs> there were some moves that were made last week that I, when I got the notification on my phone or I saw it on TV, I said, 
wow, that makes complete sense. And I can't believe they really filled this need perfectly. And when I say that, I'm talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. Talk about addition by subtraction. I love it. Give Aaron Jones the ball, not only because I have him in fantasy, but because he's the running back that gives them the best chance to have a running game and and support Aaron Rodgers and win. Um, I, I got to go through the list here because they were just some they were they were just some great moves. Um, I'm looking at ESPN.com. It's uh, the article's headlined NFL trade deadline winners. Fowler to the Rams. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, Fowler to the Rams. Fowler to the Rams just was just stupid. right. Like, well, I was gonna get the there, and it's not even that they filled the need. It's that the Rams are now the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. It's fair, win now. <laughs> fair to say? They're the I'm Gold- not going to re-sign all these guys, but I, I no, think they're going No, no. But just the, the team, like the names that they have now. Like they're... An all-star team. Pro Bowlers. They're all Pro Bowlers. It's crazy what they did. But like I was reading this article before on ESPN, and... Um, it, it's it's written out kind of funny. It has NFL trade deadlines, and, uh, winners and losers. So the winners, every NFC East team except the Giants. And I agree with that. Um, I mean, Amari Cooper obviously makes the Cowboys better. Whether I like the first rounder that they gave up for him or not, which I don't. Especially after seeing what these other receivers were traded for. Demar- exactly. They didn't set the market right. Demarius Thomas and Golden Tate, a third and a fifth. And Amari Cooper's going for a one with his attitude and, and his history. No, thank you. I mean, that was terrible. But it, it's just crazy what happened. And then HaHa Clinton Dix. HaHa Clinton Dix goes, goes to the Washington Redskins after all of it. And the Giants are sitting pat, selling themselves and, and, and restarting while everybody else is trying to build to win. I thought that was great. Um, Giants, Giants are, are tearing it down. Yeah. Slow enough for New York. You can, you know, if you're in Cincinnati or Cleveland or Jacksonville or, you know, you can tear the whole thing down right away. New York, you, you have to be subtle with it. Um, I don't, I'm not crazy about the Golden Tate to the Eagles. I, I think it makes them a little bit better, but it's the same exact team profile. Tate is a guy. small receiver. He's like a slot receiver. He's not an outside guy. He's, so he's you a great receiver. Swapped out a slot guy for a slot guy. I by, I, by Matthews losing I, pretty much his spot. I'm a huge Golden Tate fan. Huge Golden Tate fan. Did I ever tell you about the time I went undefeated in fantasy football in an independent defensive player league? <laughs> no. Oh, I, I really didn't. I'm sure I did. You probably you forgot. Might, you might have. You, oh, it's alright. I, I love telling the story. So. We, uh, it was a 12, ter- 12, per- uh, 12 team league, so it was legitimate. You got points for basically any everything. If you had a guy who was a receiver, if you had Ted Ginn, you got points for uh, receptions, uh, catch, um, receptions, re- uh, receiving kickoff yards, return, like and that. kickoff return yards, and everything. Right? We didn't play with a team defense. Two D linemen, two linebackers, two defensive backs, and one flex player, uh, and then your whatever we had for offense whatever we customized it to. It was, a, it was a total of a 26-man roster. I went undefeated, won the championship. But the point is, Golden Tate was on the team, and the team was named the Golden Taints. And I love Golden Tate in fantasy. I'm a big Golden Tate fan. 
I think he makes them a lot better because their best receiver still is. He still is their best receiver, but their best receiver before he got there was Zach Ertz. And their receivers were a joke. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, everybody was so high on him last year. Yeah, he played good. He's good, but he's not the guy. Uh, neither is Matthews. I mean, uh, Aguilar, Aguilar either. What? He took a big stride last year, Aguilar, and uh, I think they were counting on him a lot this year. Maybe he's underperforming a little bit, but like I said, they're not scaring anybody on the outside. I mean, they have a lot of guys that can go up the middle on 15-yard outs and slants Tate's and stuff like that. Threat, so, what's that? Tate is a deep threat. He did it in he, Detroit. He, he is. Um, I, I like it a lot. They're, they're a better team, but they're only yeah. a, a little bit better team. They're, they didn't just this didn't put them over the top in my opinion. Marquise Goodwin to the twenty six. We're, we're gonna get cut off in a second, and then we'll we'll re we'll redo. Um, I mean, work to the Cowboys was is, is the best uh, improvement for the team in general out of all of them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, the Dante Fowler thing is funny because in this article it says how he, he's having a bad year and he hasn't lived up to his his expectations and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. He's on a defensive line now with Aaron McDonald and Indomitian Sue. <laughs> if I couldn't get a pass rush with those guys on the line, there's a problem. You put Dante Fowler there? This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, uh, apparently... The Jaguars were poking around looking for a quarterback, but obviously they didn't trade. They're going. They're sticking with Blake Bortles, and they're convinced that uh, when Fournette gets healthy, they'll be good. I guess maybe that's how it worked last year. No Le'Veon Bell. The Steelers didn't trade him. He didn't go anywhere. It's still no report of what's going on with him. You think he's he's out for the year? He's got to return by like November sixth, November thirteenth. That's the last day he's eligible to play. Yeah, I think he'll wait all the way till the end, and then he he won't be in football shape. And you know, he's already he, he doesn't plan on he doesn't want to play for the Steelers right now. There's your boy. And I don't think they want him. To your play. boy Kittle down to the ten yard line. Oh, get in that end zone, Kittle! <laughs> Mullins running the hurry up offense. <laughs> oh, God. Is that Chris Mullins, uh, the old basketball player? Yeah, yeah. Chris Mullins. <laughs> I had a his actually my sophomore. Year I had a history coach that looked like Chris Mullins. Oh boy! A history coach, a history teacher. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> um, yeah, the Demarius Thomas to the Houston Texans. Let's let's go there real quick because I know Will Fuller, Will Fuller is never healthy. But imagine Hopkins, Fuller, and now Thomas healthy at the same time. That's that's ridiculous. Hopkins and Thomas together are ridiculous. Um, I always was down on Thomas because of Denver. Because they didn't really have anybody to give him the ball after Peyton. Um, even towards the end of Peyton. I love this trade for everybody involved. Because Denver was not going to pay him at the end of this year. Houston might not either. He might still become a free agent. But now... Denver drafted the uh, Sutton and I forgot the other kid's name. Two receivers early this year in the draft. Now they get to put them to use. I think it worked out for everybody, and I think Houston is also a win now, right now. 
I think it's a win-win for both teams. It's just super, super ironic that they're playing each other this week. So um, uh, you don't ever see that happen. So I'm really excited to kind of see the revenge uh, aspect. I, I read that they're going to give a nice uh, tribute to Demarius because I believe That's it's cool. in Denver, uh, thanking him for his time. You think he um, plays? Absolutely, he plays. Uh, I think he scores a touchdown. Um, but I, I think this makes Hopkins uh, that much better. Um, uh, Deshaun is still coming back from the injury. He's he's going to get better as the weeks go on. I got and, him and on, on both Denver teams. Cortland Sutton is the truth. Um, he was being blocked pretty much by, by Demarius. Um, uh, he's going to shine. He's going to be a good receiver for years to come. Uh, and, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, is, is he's going to get his 10, 12 catches a game. Yeah, yeah. Emmanuel Sanders is still going to do his thing. Like you said, that was a great trade for everybody. Um, I said it, the Packers, addition by subtraction. Ty, getting rid of Ty Montgomery was the best thing they could have did. Well, he's not a running back. They, so, like you said, they, they now they have a real running back back there, what Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the team deserves. Um, he's the best. He gives them the best chance to win. Um, I like the move, and it, it works. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix, I, I didn't really get. but uh, Me, I didn't, Yeah, I didn't really get that either. Um, I Honestly, in my opinion, I always thought he was going to be there for a long time. For a long time, I thought he was going to be there, but... I guess not. I mean, he's in Washington. Um, I'm not. He's got a cool name, man. I know. I love his name. I love. Did his you name. ever see the Key and Pete uh, Peel skit? Yes. Yes. With the names and that, the that name just reminds me of yeah. it one million percent. Um, he has a name fit for the XFL. Just ha ha on the back. Yeah. yeah there might have been a ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, keep going down. Forget the trade deadline. Um, so you, do you think the Giants were going to bench Eli this week? Because they're not going to now. I oh, think it's... Weird it's, situation. It's it's tough. I think if you're the coach and he doesn't give you the best chance to win, you have to tell upper management you want the other guy to start, whether wait, they agree to it or not. Wait, is, do you know what that, happened with the other guy? It, Did you hear about uh, this? What's his name? Uh, Smith, right? No, no. Oh, wow. So you don't know. Kyle Lauletta is actually the backup quarterback for the Giants. And the other day, I, I, it's so weird. I, I'm getting weirded out looking at the mask again. The other day, uh, <laughs> the other day, he got arrested. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. So he really set him up. Starting. Uh, he set himself up for success. And he's going to ride off in the sunset and uh, either ask to be traded in the offseason or retire. He, uh, he oh, had to make the cameo. She, she's going to climb up behind me now. Um, so he got arrested. Apparently there was a road that was closed and he wanted to make a right, hand, a right turn. And the cop wouldn't let him make the right turn. He kept telling him, no, you have to go. You know, when the cops wave you on and the streets close, whatever. And he... Goes to go around the cop, apparently almost runs him over. I put it in quotes because, I don't know, I wasn't there. People exaggerate sometimes, and sometimes they don't. But anyway, so uh, he made did what he wanted to do anyway, so they got him for uh, traffic violation, resisting arrest, and, they, and he was arrested um, and charged and all that. So if he was going to start this week, he's not going to now. 
<laughs> yeah, Spider-Man had to use the restroom. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I'm just gonna complete. I'm just gonna finish what I was saying. Um, so if he's not that good, then and they see no future with him, even with the rest of the season, if they wanted to bench Eli, then he he's just gonna be out of a job. He has to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, it depends on the charge. If they get dropped or whatever, who knows? Uh, innocent till proven guilty. And Eli got lucky. He, he uh, I think he definitely got lucky with the guy getting in trouble. Eli survives another week. I think I think Eli knows he's done though. Uh, he does his weekly um, his weekly interview with Mike Francesa, and um, when he was on the show, I heard a clip of it. I don't listen to Francesa, so let's just not put that out there. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> put my mic on. <laughs> Uh, I do like to tweet at him though when he he, he says things and I the, the Jason Giambi joke is like my favorite thing I think it's hilarious. Oh, the hair gel, the hair gel is great. <laughs> Even the sleeping Mike, don't fall asleep on me. Like when people pull that shit, it's hilarious. But Mike from Montclair, uh, that he's a big one that <laughs> yeah, gets yeah. on him or argues with him. But um, Eli was on and he was talking about being an older quarterback and you know he knows what it is and. He was asked about being the starting quarterback and does he expect to, to finish the season as the starting quarterback. And, of course, he said, you know, I expect to be the starting quarterback until I'm told otherwise. And, and you know, I agree with that. But I think eventually he's going to have to be told otherwise. And I think this is it for Eli. I think he retires at the end of the year. You could be right. Oh, I am. Giants don't want to hear that. <laughs> Giants fans probably do want to hear that right Bro, now. Oh, get me an offensive line, a defensive line, linebackers, defensive backs, and a safety. Watch how good Eli Manning is. They should probably trade for Mullins. <laughs> He's got two one. touchdowns. Uh, He's got two touchdowns. It's 14-3. 21-10 is coming. Maybe even worse than that. Boomer's crying in his dinner plate right now. Boomer's drunk somewhere right now. That's why he couldn't come on. <laughs> he said he was going to the bar, I think. Oh, he was probably going to the bar to watch the game. Duh. No, poor guy. <laughs> He's definitely drinking. <laughs> That's what you get for saying Aaron Rodgers is overrated and trying to yeah. compare, and trying to say that Dan Marino's not a top 10 quarterback, you son of a bitch. We'll get to that, Mike. Oh, we'll get to that because we're going to do these NFL quarterback rankings. So, just to... to Back up what I just said. Boomer called me earlier. Actually, Boomer sent me a, a request for a um, – well, that got messed up. Boomer sent me a request on Zoom for a face chat earlier, and I didn't answer because I was going in the ele- I was going in an elevator. I was still working. And uh, so I called him when I was walking to the bus, and we got into this ridiculous conversation going back to his ridiculous – ridiculous, and I'll say this other word again, disrespectful comments about Aaron Rodgers last week from the last show, the NFL Picks show, and um, he started his bullshit again, so I started recording the phone call because I'm a secret agent and I do things without telling people, and um, so, yeah, I didn't tell him, I just started recording it because I need, I need, I need the world to hear this. 
And uh, we got into a whole conversation about quarterbacks. He started saying how he doesn't even think Dan Marino's top 10 quarterback anymore because of the way the league's changed. I tried to tell him that Dan Marino was putting up today's numbers in 1980s, but he doesn't want to hear it. Wide receivers are getting mugged. He, oh, but he didn't win a Super Bowl. I'm going to kill this kid. I'm going to... I'm gonna. He's lucky he's in Iowa. He's lucky he's in Iowa. Um, he started disrespecting the '72 Dolphins. I told him a good way to to fight me is start talking negatively about the '72 Dolphins. Um, we got into it for a little bit. It was a good conversation though. Um, they hate us. They hate us. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Welcome to Perfectville, population one, one. Okay. Um, we got into this whole conversation. He started bringing up uh, Warren Moon's not a top twenty-five quarterback, and I, th- I I would love to really get a nice all-time. All all-time's like, hard. All-time's hard because there's so many people that we didn't watch and that we can't give credit to. But it's subjective, you know, because there's twenty-five. So you know, you may yeah. have somebody at seven, uh, and you know, he may really be at eighteen. You know, if you ask somebody in that right. era. Well, we're, the way we're, we're going to do it, maybe we'll change it, but I would like to do it from a certain time period to today. Try and keep it as modern era with going back as far as we can. I think maybe we could stretch it to 1980. 85 would probably be a good year because of the quarterback class that came out of there. Talking about your boy. <laughs> uh, specifically out of Pitt. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I think 90 kind of worked perfectly because then we got our – you know, Steve Young's our Boomer Esiason, uh, Dan Marino, Troy Aikman is another name that he brought up, and he brought up Troy Aikman trying to compare him to Dan Marino, and I shut that shit down too because you can't talk about Troy Aikman when he had arguably, and I know you could throw names out there. I'm not saying he is the best, but arguably the best running back ever. Okay, Michael Irvin, who is not the best wide receiver ever. We uh, he's not even close to the best wide receiver ever, but top five. Gotta give him a top five, you know. I mean, Michael Irvin's great. Two Hall of Famers, and then that offensive line, probably the best offensive line ever in football. They had a, they had a great tight end as well. Their defense was really good. The, the Cowboys had a, a really, really good run uh, with talent. Their players, Aikman is a is great, a good yeah. QB. Um, to me, he's like a Terry Bradshaw kind of category. I brought him up too. And this like, kid's you know, he's good enough you. to win you a championship, a good player, but I wouldn't have put him in the likes of the Tom Brady's, Dan Marino's, Steve Peyton Young's, Manning's, Montana, uh, you know, guys like that. Aaron Rodgers, I don't care that he only has one Super Bowl. No, <laughs> Rodgers, he's got to give, he gives me five more years. He's, he's definitely, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, time. He's, uh, great, he's sure. trying. Boomer's trying to tell me that Drew Brees isn't up there with on the on the uh, in like the goat conversation. He's gonna hold every record by the time he's done. He's gonna hold. Dan Marino held every one of them. Brett Favre took and, a few, and now Drew Brees is gonna have all generations. Marino to Montana. Yeah. You know, Montana or or Marino to uh, what's his name? Uh, Cowboy from the Broncos. Elway. Elway. Uh, Elway got the championships. Right. Came out of the big drafts. Uh, but Marino had all the he's putting that too much. He's he's putting too much on Super Bowls, and I try to explain. He and he he brought up Peyton Manning, and I said, oh, and I made the joke. I said, oh, I said, Boomer, there's 
22 guys on the team. I said, no, wait, there's actually 33 guys that get on the field if you're including special teams, and that's only counting one of the special teams. It's not including all three phases of special teams, okay? And, and, it, and not even three phases. So if we're talking punt return, punt, kickoff, kick return, and field goal, which is extra points. So there's five phases of special teams alone that doesn't have all the same players on there. Then 11 on defense, 11 on offense. How are you going to tell me that any one quarterback is responsible for winning or not winning Super Bowls? It's a ridiculous argument. The, I, it's ridiculous. Boomer, you're ridiculous, buddy. <laughs> That's not a good argument. Well, this is a um, full-on attack of a person who's not here, and I'm all for it. I'm being nice about it. I haven't met <laughs> in person, so he could be a lot bigger than me. I'm not too sure. Um, he is. He, he, he but, said he's like 6'2". So. Yeah, he definitely got me. <laughs> um, he's, uh, you know, quarterbacks, unfortunately, uh, bear all of the good and all of the bad. So uh, legacy-wise, it really helps in the public's perception if they do have that championship or multiple But perception isn't always reality, Mike. Correct, but... In 20 years from that player playing, the new age of 20-year-olds, 30-year-olds that are talking about them are going to look at the guy's championships from 30 years ago, not that time he played in Thanksgiving, you know, in his fifth season that we can all remember but now. Overall um, stats. You got to have the shiny cherry on top of the sundae. And you, my, know, you can be the best ice cream in the world. My argument to that is always, and it's a guy you just brought up, Terry Bradshaw has four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw does not rank among the best ever. And Boomer's <laughs> argument to that was, well, the Steelers were terrible before he got there. They only won four games. You know what I told him? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that they only won. Guess what? That happens all the time. It happens all the time. And... That the steel curtain defense, and this isn't even something I said to him, but those are the only three words I should have to say. No, absolutely. It was an all-time great defense, all-time great. But Bradshaw was good enough to good not enough. lose it for him. So absolutely it's good all enough. about luck and situation and, and right. where you where you land in the draft. and I.E. Tom Brady. 100%. I mean, they, they, the Patriots had no plans on playing Tom Brady. No plans whatsoever. Drew Bledsoe got hurt, then you know. And if he's not on this and if and if he's not on the Patriots under Bill Belichick, does he have the career he has? Bill no. Belichick is not Bill Belichick if he would have went and officially signed with the Jets instead of jerking him around. Even though I love that because it made the Jets suffer a little bit. But um he would have went to the Jets, he would absolutely have not been the, the Bill Belichick that we all know now. Well, no I see you kind of you kind of did the opposite of what I was trying to do, and what I was trying to do is give Belichick a little more credit than Brady, but you went the other way. Because <laughs> the coaches and players, I think you know everybody has. The oh, they're a perfect puzzle. That's what they are. They're perfect puzzle pieces that fit together. I'm not saying either one of them would have been as great without the other, but I do 100% believe. Bill Belichick could have been a winning coach with a different quarterback. He didn't yeah, need not, Tom Brady. Dynasty. No. Winning. Not not 18 years dominant. No. Not no way. 
But he didn't need Tom Brady to be maybe even a Super Bowl winning coach. He's an all-time great coach with or without Tom Brady. And I, th- I don't think Tom Brady is... He's, he might not even be a starting quarterback without Bill Belichick. <laughs> Those are the facts, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um... I think we basically kind of went through all of the stuff that happened last week, right? Yeah, I think we uh, we ran through it pretty good. All right. Now, something we were talking about, the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Perfectville population won, threatened a few years ago by the New England Patriots, but they had their one giant loss in the Super Bowl that we all know about that I will cherish to this day. Which brought us one of the best commercials you will ever see on TV. You know which one I'm talking about? Uh, the I perfect. Think so. It's the Perfectville commercial where Mercury Morris walks out, Larry Zonka walks out, and they all live in the neighborhood together. And uh, oh, my favorite, yeah, yes, yes, my yes. favorite commercial. <laughs> They all walk out, and um, everything's perfect. I, I believe Zonka's flipping burgers on the grill. Yeah, he flips yeah, it, yeah, looks yeah. at the meat, he says, perfect. Mercury Morris walks outside, takes a breath of fresh air, he says, perfect. <laughs> and then the mailman pulls up to the house next door, and it's got a Giants logo on the side of the truck. And he walks over to, I forget who, one of them, and hands them a letter, and it says... Dear 1972 Miami Dolphins, enjoy it for another year. You're welcome. Sincerely, the New York Giants. <laughs> and they look up again one more time. Perfect. But there's a team who looks pretty damn good. And like I just said, they look like the Golden State Warriors this year of the NFL. And they're 8-0. Halfway through the season, they're perfect. Do you think, I don't know if you've looked at their schedule, if you haven't, we could run through it right now, I have it pulled up. Do you think they can do it, at least regular season, 16-0? It's too difficult. It's too difficult. Have you looked at their, their schedule? Uh, not recently, no. You know who they play this week? Go who? The team that I had, if anyone listened to 30-minute timeout that I used to do with Boomer, that show... In our preseason NFL rankings, I had this team number one overall. Your New Orleans Saints. They play them this Sunday. It's actually a 425 game. I think that that is where they get their first loss. Could be. Saints are playing really, really good. They upgraded their defense a little bit. And uh, uh, they upgraded their offense, in essence, with Ingram coming back two weeks ago. So, uh, Saints very much have a chance. The NFC is tough, though. So, uh, I think it'll be hard for a team to go undefeated, particularly in the NFC. Let's go through their record right now, and, and let's do a little win-loss for the for the Rams for the rest of the season. So, and, and no, no, none of this fence stuff that you just pulled just now, okay? <laughs> so, pick that game. Rams-Saints. Who you got? Is it, if it's in New Orleans, the Saints. It is. So eight, eight and one. I got, I got the Saints too. Seahawks, Rams in LA. Rams. Yep, me too. We're on the same page. Nine and one. 
Chiefs Rams in LA. Oh, that's gonna be a, a, a awesome game. Uh, if it's, I'm gonna go with the Rams. I think they uh, have too. a little bit more um, age and experience on their side. I'm with you. I'm with you. And the defense, the defense is, is solidified in an offensive matchup like that. What matters? Who's gonna stop I'm who? Bet, I'm betting the over. I don't care if it's sixty-one and a half. I'm betting yeah. the over. Yeah. Um. All right. So we've got them at what? Did, what do we say? Eight and one, nine and one. That did ten and one at that point. Rams, Lions in Detroit. Oh, next. Eleven and <laughs> eleven and one. Rams, eleven and one. Rams, Bears in Chicago. Twelve and one. <laughs> right. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be really cold that game. And and Rams, I, I believe. They play in a dome, right? Um, no, not in St. Louis. They did. Mm, I think the Bears can win that game. Bears. Wow. So what is that? Twelve and two, right there, right? Twelve and two. Twelve and two. I got the win in that game. Thirteen and one. Eagles Rams in L.A. It's a little playoff pre playoff matchup. Um. Give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles. I think the Rams are going to lose a few games. I think so, too. I think so, too. <laughs> so, I got 13-2. and two. Actually, I, somehow somehow we're off. <laughs> we're, we're, there's too many games. There's no, I'm 13-3. You're 14-2. and two. There's two more games. <laughs> All right. Uh, Hang on. Yeah. Rams Saints, 8-1, right? Yeah. Rams Seahawks, 9-1. Chiefs, yes. Chiefs, Rams. You got the Chiefs, correct? Yes. Yeah, so I say nine and two. You say ten and one. Ten and one. Okay. Uh, Lions, Rams. I got eleven and one. You got uh, ten, uh, no. ten, ten and two. Ten and two. Bears. You got ten and three. Right. Wow. Yep, ten and yep. three. That already sounds wrong. <laughs> and I got eleven. Uh, Right, eleven and one. No. You're one game back of me. Twelve and one. Yes. I still only have them losing one game. Rams, Lions. We give them another win. I got thirteen and one, and you got I lost count. <laughs> Ten and three. So I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. But I only have them losing, losing to the Bears, and they're losing to the Eagles, and they're losing to the Saints. Yeah, cause they played the Cardinals and the Niners to end the season. Whatever it is. Win and win. So I got him for three losses on the year. I got him for two. Eagles and Saints. All right. Uh, loser has so to buy the other one. Lunch in Manhattan at their choice of cart on the corner. Uh, <laughs> this went from sounding really <laughs> getting expensive to just bottom bottom feeding. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> What do you get? White sauce, hot sauce. <laughs> I was in a good spot by uh, by Thai Pink today. It was, it oh, was you're good. still there? No, different, oh, different God. one. I was different telling one. somebody about that job yesterday. I said, because uh, comparing it, I'm on a job from hell that I've told you about a couple times. Uh, I was comparing it to that. I said I was on this one job that we kept having to go back to for a little while. It was supposed to be just an open space, and for some reason, they wanted black wood floors and black walls, and it got destroyed as soon as we put it down. <laughs> and we kept getting called back to fix things that were just unnecessary. I'll never forget that place. Um, 
All right, so let's do one last thing before we end the show. Let's go through each division because we're halfway through the season. Let's pick our division winners because some of the races are kind of tight. Let's see what we do here. All right, we'll start in the with the obvious, AFC East. It hurts my heart, Ronnie. I wish you wish things were different, but um, with the way our quarterback situation is right now, we are not going to win the division. So unfortunately, New England has it for the last year. We didn't That's even t- we didn't even talk about them either. By the way, I just realized. But we don't need to. <laughs> there's not much to say. There's not much to say. Um, yeah, all right. So Patriots win the AFC East. Let's move on. AFC West, uh, the Chiefs look really dominant, right? But what do you say when the Chargers are 5-2 and two and only a game back from the 7-1 and one Kansas City Chiefs? Uh, I think the Chiefs win that division. Uh, for whatever reason, the Chargers find ways to get injured. So uh, I'm very happy that Keenan Allen is, is still healthy, but that guy goes down every year, it seems like. Uh, they don't have a tight end for the life of them. Um, their running back now is is banged up pretty bad. So uh, I think they'll keep it close, but the Chiefs, Chiefs win the division. I think the Chargers wind up finishing two games better than 500, maybe. Nine wins, ten wins. I think, like you said, the end of their season is going to wind up falling apart. AFC North. Steelers are 4-2-1, leading the division. This sounds crazy. The Bengals are in second place at 5-3, so they have more wins than the Steelers. They've played the same amount of games, <laughs> but the Steelers are in first place. Wait, how does that, how does that work? Seven. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Bengals played one more game. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, there's no way. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. Their win percentage is higher. But it still just looks so weird because of the because of the tie. It just throws everything off. It's so weird. Uh, Steelers four two and one in first place. Bengals five and three in second place. Ravens four and four in third place. That division is anyone's. Um, I think the Steelers keep the division. Ravens finish in second. Bengals don't make the playoffs. Oh, ouch. Um. Baltimore does not uh, – I, I think they're third out of that bunch. I think it's going to be pretty close between Cincy and Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh always seems to find a way uh, to win it. it it's going to be interesting to see what Le'Veon Bell does uh, either for them or, or, or you know, not anything for them at all. Uh, but I think Pittsburgh ends up winning the division fairly. A but little – By that half game, by that tie. A little point-counterpoint to what you just said about the Steelers – always seeming to take the division. Cincinnati always seems to find a way to lose at the end of the year. They just do. AFC South. Yeah. AFC South. The Houston Texans in first place at 5-3. and three. Again, a team that looks really dominant. But what do you say when I tell you that the Tennessee Titans are 3-4. and four. Yes, they have a losing record, but they're only two games out in the loss column. Or one game out in the loss column, sorry. Two games back when wins. I know it's ridiculous. I knew it before I said it. We, we were talking about it. Houston just got Demarius Thomas. Houston's going to run away with this division. 
Yeah, no, not not looking good for uh, Tennessee this year. Definitely Houston. And we move over to the National Football Conference, the NFC. NFC East, first place, Washington Redskins, five and two. The Eagles, four and four. The Cowboys, three and four. Again, even though they not at five hundred, they are right in it. I think the Eagles ultimately wind up taking the division. And Redskins on right on the brink of being a wild card can potentially miss, but they'll be right there in the race. But Eagles are my division winners for the East, especially with that Golden Tate move, I'm telling you. It's going to be – if they didn't make Thanks. that move for Tate, I mean, the Redskins are playing sneakily good right now. People really aren't talking about them. Their defense is playing really well. Um, Alex Smith is – is not flashy. He's not uh, the, a showstopper like Mahomes or any of these other guys, but he's extremely efficient and they're winning ball games. Uh, the Eagles will win the division, but I think it's going to come down to, you know, like the last game of the season between the uh, Redskins and the Eagles. Do they play each other last game of the season? That would be really cool if they did, but they probably play close by the last three games. Yeah, for that division, those uh, couple of division weeks at the end. I'm checking the schedule right now. I want to see if they play each other. That that would actually uh What do you, what do you know? December 30th at 1 o'clock. I could see this being flexed to a Sunday night game. Eagles, Redskins in Washington. That's for the division right there, ladies and gentlemen. So now what do you think? Does that change your opinion? It doesn't change mine. No. No, I think the Eagles are just, uh, they have a little bit more talent. And um, I think they have to make, they have to win the division. I don't think that'll be for the division anyway. I think the Eagles will wind up finishing a game or two ahead. I, I think the Redskins will wind up being, same thing, like I said before about whatever team I, uh, whatever team I said it about, I don't remember, Chargers, um, except a little better. I think they'll be 10-11 wins. But I think the Eagles are going to wind up, they're 12-4 and already. Yeah, I guess they'll. I mean, I mean, they can only finish twelve and four already. I was gonna say, uh, maybe they'll be around the same. It'll be close. Maybe I, maybe, maybe everything I just said contradicted itself. But whatever. <laughs> What'd you say? So we'll go back to the tape at the end of the. Yeah, year. that's fine. Listen, you know who does the editing around here? This guy, right? So if I don't want it in there, it won't be in there. <laughs> um, NFC West. We don't even really have to talk about it. We just did Rams only losing two yeah. game only losing two games all year because you're gonna be wrong and you're gonna owe me I'm not even gonna get how about I'm not even gonna get chicken over rice. You know what I'm gonna get? I'm gonna get <laughs> chicken on a stick that I never buy. <laughs> oh, that sits on the cart all day, nobody buys it. <laughs> With the dried oh, out peppers and stick guys. Don't never do it. never never. And you know what I learned the other day actually before we move on? I went to go buy a hot dog. And, I, and, and for people that don't live in New York, this might sound like I'm being really cheap, but I will not pay more than $3 for a hot dog. And even when they tell me $3, I will argue with them to get it down to 2 okay? Because it's just, it's just not how things work, okay? But some guy was like, uh, oh, it's charging me $3. And I'm like, dude, I'm not giving you $3 for a hot dog. And he's like, oh, okay, well then I <laughs> – do you want the beef one or you want the chicken? I give you the chicken for $2. I said, what? I said, nah, I don't want anything. I'm good. 
A chicken hot dog, Mike? Have you ever heard of this? Uh, what is he trying to do to you? A chicken? I don't think it's chicken. It might be... Uh, it looked like uh, a regular hot dog. Well, they make chicken hot dogs. They make chicken, they make beef, they make... Yeah, but on a, on a street beef. cart? I never, never I've heard never of heard of it. I've never heard of this before in my life. You can either get a hot dog or you get like a hot sausage. I try to tell these guys, and I and I literally say them, I say this to them, cursing and everything. I go, "Do I look like a fucking tourist to you? I'm not a tourist. It's two dollars for a hot when dog." When the bus people come out, do I look like a tourist walking down <laughs> no, the street? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you want me to take a tour? No, I've lived here for thirty fucking years. I don't need I a tour. Do you want a tour? Seven. I'll give Thank you. A, you. Yeah, I'll give you a tour. I'll show you the shittiest spots I know. <laughs> Let me see a free elevator. Get out of my face. I was telling Boomer when I was on the phone with him. I said, uh, when I was walking, I said, Boomer, you want to really experience New York? Come over and go. Uh, I want you. Uh, if you come here, go to Bryant Park at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Walk on Eighth Avenue on the west side. Yeah. Times Times Square at like six six thirty a.m. when I used to get into work is a real great place. It's really great, if, oh. especially if you want to see some street hookers. It's it's awesome. Oh, God. <laughs> That's the best over there. Let's move on to the NFC North. Um, the Chicago Bears leading right now at four and three. The Minnesota Vikings absolutely screwed themselves with that tie. It looks like right now at four three and one. Same thing with the Packers three three and one. Um, it's holding the, the Vikings out of first place right now. It's holding the Packers out of first place right now. Uh, and the Lions are 3-4. and four. So that whole division is up for grabs. But I do think that the Lions got worse getting rid of Golden Tate. I said what I feel about him. Uh, they also don't have much else there besides Galladay now. And, and carry on Johnson. I don't really understand what that move was I about. I Marvin Jones. Really? He had a great game last week. I was Jones. Gonna- well, I was going to say, where's he been all year besides last week? Uh, that's why they got rid of Tate. I guess. You're going to have Galladay and, uh, and Jones. I guess. I uh, it's a lateral move for them. Yeah, I guess it just moves everybody up. The same thing like uh, like Denver did. Um, yeah. yeah, you know how long this show's going to be, by the way? I just got another notification that in 10 minutes we're going to get cut off. And it's 40 oh. minutes of pop, so this is going to be a what? long one. Um we're definitely not going to do the NFL picks segment on this, like, tonight. Because <laughs> it will be here all night. But um, that division, I don't see the Bears keeping it up all year, as impressive as they've been the past couple weeks. Um, <laughs> Vikings or Packers, and I, I don't I, Now I'm sitting on the fence, and I really don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Let me hear what you're going to say and see if you could sway me. This is the hardest one to pick, uh, hands down, out of everything. Uh, All three teams have legitimate uh, chance of winning the division. Um, Three? Three, yeah. Packers, Vikings. uh, So you're out on the Lions? Yeah, yeah, Lions are, no. Okay. No, no, no. Um, I... Preseason, I thought it was Minnesota uh, with the Kirk Cousins edition and, and you know how, how far they got last year. The, the way they're playing is they're not 100% meshed. Uh, I know you lost uh, Cook again. And um, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. I think he's playing injured a little bit this year, so I don't think he has the weapons he, he used to have. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Bears sneak and win this division. 
Um, well, I gotta say, not only did you convince me, but something else popped into my head. I'm picking the Green Bay Packers for two reasons. One, everything you just said, because I agree with you, and I think you, you're laughing because you know what the second one is. The second one is because, fuck you, Boomer. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> no, but, um... I think you're right. I think the Vikings aren't meshing as well as everyone thought. I think they're going to be good for the next few years. I think the addition of Kirk Cousins was still a great thing for them to do and ship out Case Keenum and, and make the switch. But I do think... Nice. <laughs> but I do think that the Green Bay Packers are going to wind up taking the division, but Vikings will make the playoffs. Um, NFC South, Saints in first at 6-1, and one, Panthers in second at 5-2. and two. That's really all we need to talk about because the Falcons are sitting at 3-4, and four, the Bucks are at 3-4, and four, neither of them are going to do anything. Um, I had them number one preseason. I still think they're probably the second best team in football. The New Orleans Saints will win that division. And the Panthers will probably be the... Uh, there you go. Those are my two wildcard teams. The Carolina Panthers and the Minnesota Vikings. And that means that the Washington Redskins will not make the playoffs. NFC is tough, man. A lot of, a lot of really good teams. There's, it's going to be top-end heavy. It's going to come down to you know these tiebreakers. These ties are really going to mess some teams up getting into the playoffs. Uh, I think it's going to finish exactly how it is now. Uh, Saints 1, Panthers 2 in that division. Sorry, I'm watching, I'm watching our boy again. Just threw a long pass. It's just ridiculous. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Mullins is just tearing the Oakland Raiders apart, running a two-minute offense right now. Quick slant. Who's 13 on uh, on San Francisco? I can't see his name. But quick slant goes for like 30 yards. It's just ridiculous. The Raiders suck. Boomer. 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 You see what you've done, Boomer, because of all your disrespect. Boomer, that's what you, that's right. That's the right. Yeah, the football they gods. The football gods are pissed at two people that have to do with with the Oakland Raiders. One of them is John Gruden, and the other one is Boomer. All right, and that's how we're ending the show. See you next week. Um, hopefully, we do NFL picks this week. We'll see how it goes. Go fins. That's right. Fins up. Hashtag fins up. <laughs> all right, hey, that's it. I'll see you later. Be good, man.